we're seeing baby boomers. They're not retiring. They're reinventing themselves, new careers. There's a whole thing of what am I going to do in my next life? They're not going to sit down and watch TV. That's not our generation. You know, our generation is buying a new business or putting together a craft studio or going to go do an art retreat or buying chateaus in France. I hear all these stories. And the thing that's really cool about this, which I love, once a lot of these family caregivers retire, they inherit a lot of money. They don't know what to do with themselves, but they don't have any direction because their whole focus has been on taking care of a spouse, taking care of a parent. This is the thing that they need and they need to look forward to it. This is a time to start planning, reinvent yourself. Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news, it is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day. And some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. Suzanne Newman is with us, and she not only has a podcast, but a nationally syndicated radio show. Tell us about that, Suzanne. Thank you, Lori. Answers for Elders, we call ourselves the North Star of Navigating Senior Care. We are basically shine the path. It's a journey. Navigating senior care is a journey. We feature experts in the industry in over 65 categories of expertise, various things that you wouldn't even believe. As a result, call them our way showers. These are the people that can help guide families. They tell stories. They share a lot about their heart passions themselves. We're there for families. On a core basis, Lori, we want to empower families. Our industry has not done a very good job previously, and that was from my own experience in helping to educate families. They walk around in the dark. They don't know what they don't know. And then there's all these gotcha moments when you're taking care of a senior loved one. And so that's what we do to bridge that. In my opinion, the consumer needs to be empowered. They need to be able to make the choices that are independent and individual on behalf of their loved ones. So is that what we do? We have about a thousand podcasts out on all the major podcast platforms and our nationally syndicated radio show is in about 40 different markets across the USA. That is so awesome. And of course I love radio. We've been on air here in Seattle for the last seven years, believe it or not, been very successful on two stations, then just got picked up into syndication not too long ago. And what stations in Seattle? 8.20 a.m. and also 1.300 a.m. on weekends. We start with where you are in your life and what you love. What is it that you love about your life right now? I love every day going to bed at night, looking myself in the mirror and know that I've made a difference. What brings me joy is bringing joy to other people, especially probably seniors. It's really my passion. It has really become everything that I can do to, to make a difference and to think I want to leave a legacy behind. Starting to look at that in my life, being 67 years old, not even near retiring yet, but I look at, this is my swan song, basically, of a very long career. As a result, every day, it's like I have that in my mind, in the back of my mind, that I'm really blessed. I'm blessed to be able to make a difference and do what I love every single day. That's the thing that's really great. I don't look at my career as being anything but joyful. I'm honored and privileged to have 
interviewed some of the top experts in the world that are on the forefront of research with Alzheimer's and dementia. I've been educated by some of the most prominent people in our industry on ergonomics and aging in place and gerontology and all those things. So I kind of feel like, although I don't have a degree in any of those levels, I'm certainly had had the opportunity to be educated by them. And so I'm very lucky. It wasn't always like this. The reason you're on this show is you had to reinvent yourself. So can you tell us where you came from or what it was like before? (laughs) Well, I had a fairly successful sales and marketing career in the corporate world. I always tell them was schlepping advertising. It was lucrative career. I, I was selling ad space and magazines and yellow pages. I had a marketing company and I did very well in that area, but there was nothing that gave me that passion in my life. I was very good at it. I was the vice president of marketing and sales for a publishing company in 2005. It was in the middle of a sales meeting when they came to me and told me that I had an emergency phone call. My mother had fallen. She lived up in Anacortes, Washington. She had fallen, broken her pelvis. Lori, my mom and I did not have a good relationship. You can imagine my mother was a product of the greatest generation where women Basically, they got married and they had children and they (laughs) cooked dinner every night, did housework. And here I was still single in my late 40s, early 50s. I didn't have any children and I had no interest in that kind of a domestic world. I was all about career. And when mom fell, they called me to the hospital. Here I showed up. I have to say there was this aha moment, this profound moment. When I walked in to the emergency room and she was laying there on a gurney after I made a two-hour drive north, all of a sudden, all the angst that I had about her, just the frustration and the anger and the lack of forgiveness and all those things, I just felt it lift from my body. And I saw this sweet, vulnerable little old lady that needed help. To this day, it's like it almost brings me to tears that all of a sudden I realized all this other stuff that I was carrying about her was chatter. I felt like this sense of duty came over me. And it was in that moment that my life changed. I can remember helping her with trying to get her situated into senior living because that's where she needed to go. I started navigating the world. It was frustrating. I had this demanding career where they were making me travel all the time. I got completely burned out in caregiving. As a result, I uh, lost my job. By this time, it was December 2008 when I lost my job. That had been because I just couldn't do everything. I was pulled in too many directions. I worked for a company that didn't really follow the Family Medical Leave Act. When I really needed to leave and take a leave of absence, they wouldn't let me. They said, no, it's not authorized. (laughs) When I said, well, I have to go, and I just left because my mom was more important. The Human Resource Department flew all the way out from Philadelphia, where the company was based. They had to deal with me, which was really crazy because... I had to get an attorney. It was crazy. But the point was, is I got my job back. But then what happened was they downsized. And of course, they pushed me out the door that way. And that happened from in that period. It was really, really a hard time. And of course, at that time, Lori, you can imagine in December 2008, that is right after the stock market crashed. 
We were in the worst economy we'd been in in a very, very long time. Here I was at that time, 52 years old, in the digital media advertising world. I had been making six figures in a career. Well, you go back in the digital media space and they want the 35-year-old that they can pay half the salary to. I found myself really unable to get a job. I was frustrated in that realm as well. It was right in front of me. All of those things that I learned through this process of taking care of my mom. And I started connecting with other people that were in the same boat as me. I realized there's a teacher that I've read a lot of. She's a new thought teacher. Her name is Emma Curtis Hopkins. I'm paraphrasing. She says, if you see a job is yours. I thought, you know, there is a need here. So that's when I, crazy, I'd never started a company like this before. I didn't know anything about startups or about venture capital and cap tables and CFOs and boards and all of those things that corporate attorneys that we had to do to put the structure in place. Lo and behold, here I am 14 years later still at the helm of Answers for Elders. It's probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I never had more determination, but the main thing is I had this vision in my head. I did a lot of visualization. I kept envisioning the phoenix rising out of ashes. This was this vision and I was not ever going to give up. Even in the hardest times, I just plowed my way. But that's just on the career side. But on the other side, my caregiving journey completely changed me as a person. I met my husband about a year before my mother passed away. She absolutely adored him. He helped me at the end of her life. I got married for the first time at age 55. There you go. <laughs> it's like, there's so many amazing things that happen through that journey, but there was a lot of hard things too. And you have to make choices. You have to stay focused on what it is that you're about to do. Don't let your self-talk be negative because it was real easy for me. You can imagine after defining yourself through this career and this imagery of who you are, and all of a sudden that was stripped away, I felt completely vulnerable in so many ways. You said, don't let yourself talk negative. And the truth is we do. So how did you battle that? Were you able to just go, I'm not talking negative? Was there a process in getting to not doing that? I'm very lucky. I'm a spiritual person, not religious. I really believe the energy and the philosophy that I've always lived. I mean, my mom would read me the daily word every morning. I was always into affirmations, but it's more about instead of just telling the world that I'm fine. I learned to talk about what am I grateful for? I learned to connect to the emotion of, I am blessed in so many ways. It's not about my career. I had a roof over my head. I had a wonderful group of friends. When my husband came into my life, it was like, he was different than anybody I'd ever dated before. And I'd felt like I'd met the, my oldest friend in the world. Like there was just this no walls or no anything. It's like, I think the thing was, is that I learned to be authentic. 
and just get rid of the story. That's really, I think, what changed. What were some of the challenges in getting from there to here? I have no more contact with the rest of my family because of me being on the hot seat and having to make some unpopular decisions in behalf of my mother's care. The vultures really come out. There was a lot of things when I felt alone in the journey and I asked for help, I didn't get it. The resentment built up. So that was a really hard thing. I realized that just went sideways. And it's sad to a certain degree because I don't have blood family anymore, but I've accepted that. I have amazing friends and I have my husband and I have my own family and I don't necessarily define myself over what other people think of me anymore. And I think that's what the lesson was. The other challenge definitely was being a woman at 52 to 55 years old, trying to start a company and standing in front of a venture capital group talking about aging. These venture capital people, they want to find the shining star that's going to build something for decades to come. My age was against me. My sex was against me. And they didn't take me seriously. A lot of times people in the industry, it's interesting in my industry. I remember when I first got started, they all looked at me like, oh, come on, you know, you're just a dime a dozen kind of thing. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people. I look at it when I see new people in the industry. I remember my experience and I try to mentor them and I try to help them because there is a lot of stigma in my industry of, and I think it comes from being protective of seniors and realizing that I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't have a degree in gerontology and I don't have all of those things that other people tend to have to have credibility. I just kept going. I kept going. It wasn't an option to fail. The more and more I dug in, I was determined beyond anything. And I know that there's times that my husband and I had some knockdown, drag out arguments over, you're not making any money. And I don't know how long we can do this for. And I just kept saying, I'm not giving up. Don't even ask me. <laughs> it's not happening. It's the perseverance and it's the fortitude that you have to pull from with, within yourself. And it's the belief that you're making a difference every day and it's going to happen. It's amazing that it took so long, 14 years, but now the sky's the limit. It's what are you willing to go through? And the second thing is, I think it's really saying thank you to those to help you. And that's the thing that's amazing because I went back to Mr. Corporate World, the big corporate world company and the head of sales of my division um, he was uh, working for a venture capital company at the time and working with uh, businesses. And I reconnected with him on LinkedIn. He started mentoring me just as a favor. He's the one that helped guide me to get me into the right spot to where I needed to be. I love that. Full circle, right? I love that you asked for help. You've said a couple of times, I don't have the degree. And as a coach, I hear people say that all the time. Mm -hmm. And yet I see people doing things without a degree that are so incredible. Yeah. Tell me again what Emma said. Yeah, Emma Curtis Hopkins, it's, it's paraphrasing. If you see a job, it's yours. In other words, if you see something that needs to be done, if you see something that needs to be done, it's like this, if it's the universe telling you, hey, this is your new inventive path. And it was like the Hindu and the Buddhism, they talk about your dharma, your purpose. I know what I did well. I'm a good presenter. I'm a good salesperson. 
and I know how to interview people, which is crazy because that's what you do when you're in sales, right? But I was in sales and marketing for so long. I just found this amazing, it was just like in front of me. And when I was approached to do the radio show seven years ago, they called me up and I said, I'm this little startup. Well, we hear you on Cairo all the time because I used to do things on Cairo every once in a while in elder care. And I was just pulled in because I had a friend that was had a show there. I was on several different types of programs. And then I did an interview briefly with Dave Ramsey, and he's on 1300. That was the connection. And they contacted me and said, would you be interested in doing a radio show? And I laughed and I said, I can't afford to do a radio show. I don't have that kind of money. And they laughed. They go, no, 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 no. We want to produce it. I was in the middle of doing my program with the Seahawks, and that's a whole thing we haven't talked about yet. But what ended up happening was that I got this amazing opportunity handed to me, and I started doing the show January 2017. It wouldn't have come about had you not stopped your other job. So that's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I think about that a lot. I think had... Radio and podcasts, I didn't know really what I was doing, except I wanted to own the content because that was my stuff. I was able to negotiate with the station that I own the content, which was amazing. I was able then to start putting it up on podcasts where people started listening and watching. And then we launched the YouTube channel about a year and a half ago. We've been doing that. And then that's when Salem National um, came to me and they're a public company, older demographic, over 50 demographic. It's the perfect lane for me of what I'm doing. They have bankrolled my show now across the country. That's really exciting. And the thing that's really exciting is now we're getting phone calls from all over the US of uh, people are so grateful we have this show. And I'm learning new things every day. It's like uh, doing voiceovers now for commercials and for new sponsors. Large sponsors are coming on board. That's really, really the fun part when we start to see the fruits of our labor. Now, do you want to tell us about the Seahawks? I have a holiday program. When I started Answers for Elders, one of the things that I focused on was I wanted to do something outreach. I'm all about community and all about outreach. And I learned about the horrible statistics about senior loneliness. They say close to 50% of seniors that live in senior communities have no regular visitors. 50%. That doesn't even begin. They can't even comprehend or calculate how many seniors that live alone that have no contact with anybody, maybe an occasional phone call and that's it. That was something that just hit me hard. It hit me really hard. And I was thinking about how could we make a difference here in Greater Puget Sound to bring some joy and touch the hearts of seniors. I reached out to the Seahawks, and this is 10 years ago now. I put together a whole dossier of senior loneliness statistics, and really what I wanted to do is I wanted to have the holiday season have 12 days during December, of course, the number 12, 12 days of goodness for seniors. The Seahawks, they kind of almost laughed at me like, this is really aggressive. Like, I don't know how you're going to do this. And I met with Mike Flood, who is the senior vice president of the Seattle Seahawks. Mike and I sat there and he goes, Suzanne, I don't think you're going to get 12 
I said, I don't want current players. I want the legends. I want the players that our seniors used to go watch in the kingdom and in the early days. It was really cool because a lot of our legends still live here. We started the program. We had a little break for the pandemic, unfortunately, but we weren't able to do it one year. We team up with the Seahawks legends. We now feature Blitz and we go to senior centers over lunch hour all across Greater Puget Sound for 12 days during the month of December. And we'll start December 8th will be the kickoff this next year. And we always do the finale with Steve Rabel. Ballard Senior Center and Steve Rabel, we give a special award out for an individual who has done outstanding service to seniors. The award is in honor of Nesby Glasgow, who passed away a couple years ago of stomach cancer. Nesby never missed 12 Days of Goodness. Now we work with his kids, his grown-up kids, and we present the award in his honor. And we also bring therapy dogs there as well. I love that. And I love that you just said yes, you kept moving forward. Even though so often people run into a wall and they go, it wasn't meant to be. And you just kept hitting the wall or trying new doors. I love that. What is it that you really want people to know? Coach Lori here. I am not anti-aging. I am all about aging gracefully. Did you know we stopped making collagen at a certain age? And did you know powdered collagen has to go through your whole digestive system? So I am a big fan of Glow Liquid Collagen. It helps me age gracefully inside and out. To order, check the link below. By the way, if you order two at the same time, free shipping. Or if you would like to be an affiliate, make a little extra cash. Click the affiliate link. What is it that you really want people to know? There's two things. This is Emma. It's my philosophy. There is good for you and you ought to have it in your life. We are all beloved children of God. As a result, we are here to shine in the world. Doesn't mean that we're not met with adversity, but this is again, Emma. She would say, when adversity touches you, call out and give thanks because it's not the adversity that is wished upon you, but it's the greatest opportunity for you to gain seeds of wisdom. I looked at these adverse situations as learning opportunities. And I learned a little bit more to be humble, to, like you said, ask for help, move forward, and also just get out of my own story. I can recognize if I'm starting to do a negative story on Suzanne. I've really learned that it doesn't serve anybody to take that and say, you know what? I know I'm not perfect. Nobody is. I have issues just like everybody else does. And... I have the opportunity to still do good in this world. And I have the opportunity to do what I do well, find that channel, that lane where I'm supposed to be in. And there's nothing more validating when you start to see the little successes. And now it's it's really amazing because I know where I'm supposed to be. I feel this sense of calmness about it. It doesn't mean it wasn't met with challenges. I had naysayers because let me tell you something. Howard Schultz, who wrote a book, was called Pour Your Heart Into It years ago. He would say, nobody ever accomplished anything by listening to naysayers. You have a vision and you know what? The way they call it a vision is because nobody can see what you can see. And that's the piece. It's that piece of 
stepping forward, knowing and keeping that vision alive that takes you forward and stay focused. That's the key. We get all kinds of opportunities to be pulled sideways. People will say, oh, and how many people tried to offer me a job? Like a million people. Oh, well, I'll hire you. You know, why don't you do some marketing work for me? Even though I could have used the money, I did some marketing projects on the side while I was doing this. Now I don't have to do that anymore. But the main thing is, is that I kept the main thing, the main thing. And that's it. But it doesn't mean that I don't do a lot of things. Like I started the therapy dogs and I had to pass that to my friend Marlena. And I have to focus on what's most important. I'm glad that we started what we did. And 12 Days of Goodness now is being overseen by a team of people. And I'm still involved in sell all the sponsors. I'm diversifying myself now because I have to. One thing I really love is that you said all these people offered you a job. Rather than work for them and give up what you were doing, you did some freelance, so you worked for yourself, You so you were still able to make money, but you held on to that dream. And I think that is yeah. so valuable because I see, as a coach, I see people give up their dream because that day job comes in and they're like, they, they're just thinking, oh, this is a regular income. And then they let go of that thing, that passion. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it, it hurts yeah. my heart. When I work for Tony Robbins, that's majoring in minor things. When you're focused on how you're going to pay the bills rather than how you're going to design your life, that's the minor stuff. I always have had the belief, I'm proof of it, that the universe always takes care of us when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. I had a good foundational base of contacts that in my industry, and I had a reputation. I was brand new in the senior care industry. I didn't have any contacts when I first started. And that's the key. It's like, we all have to start somewhere. It's like the longest journey begins with a single step. Keep walking, keep moving forward and keep that vision at the forefront of your mind because that's where the North Star will take you. And obviously that's what we say. Navigating senior care, it's the same kind of metaphor. You're met with constant frustrations and how many times that I felt completely alone and taking care of my mom. And I had sleepless nights, the same kind of thing that families are going through every single day. I can connect back to those feelings and I can say, there is no way that anyone should go through that when they're taking care of a loved one. There needs to be a resource and that's why we do what we do. And that's the, the vision. I was lucky to be able to emotionally connect to that experience and know that millions of families right now in the U.S. are dealing with the same thing. It's so hard to think about that you're doing the right thing by your love. How many spouses are there every day with their own loved one, a husband or a wife, and they're trying to do right and they don't have the resources? The beauty of podcasts are they're 12 minutes long. You can get educated right away. You can learn about it. I guess that's what keeps me going. Keep the main thing the main thing. And that's what I've done. We're talking with Suzanne Newman, Answers for Elders. One more question before we go. Yes, Lori. Would you tell us your love story? Oh, yes. I was in a bad space taking care of my mom. It was 4th of July weekend. I don't know if you remember, but Match.com used to run 
these commercials that said free communication weekend. You wouldn't have to pay. I was sitting there on a Friday night. It was 4th of July weekend. I was there with a girlfriend and we were drinking wine. I probably had a little bit too much wine that night, (laughs) but I was complaining about my life that I'm going to be an old maid and I don't see anybody. And all I do is take care of my mom and woe is me, blah, 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 blah. Right. This ad comes over. And of course my friend at the time was, she's married. She goes, that's it, Susie. That's it. You got to go in and we're going to make you a a profile on on match.com. And I started laughing. I go, I don't do these these online things. I don't do these online things. And she says, no, 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 no. Let's just do it. You have nothing to lose. So I get up there. And of course, I'd had a few glasses of wine. So I probably was a little bit smart alecky. And I said something about, I take care of my mom. And I was a little bit sarcastic, but I was shocked. The next morning I woke up and there was like 50 emails in my inbox. But there was one VIP email and I didn't even know what a VIP email is. A VIP email, now I know, is that you're allowed to send one a week. And it was from this wonderful man that said, I took care of my grandmother till she died. I'm the oldest son of a Jewish family. And so it was my job to take care of my granny. And I did. He said, I know how hard it is. And he goes, I want to let you know I've stopped match.com. I've just canceled, but I would love to meet you. And here's my number and my real email address. And believe it or not, his profile was still up. And I went, you know, he's kind of cute. He's not totally my type, but you know what? I'll, I'll reach out. So I emailed him. This was really funny. He said, I'm leaving for a trip and I'm going to be out of touch for a week. And I'm going like out of touch for a week. You can't pick up a phone call. I didn't know what he was doing, right? Well, he goes up to Ross Lake where there's no coverage and they go on a kayak trip. Well, I didn't know that at the time. So on his way home, as he was coming home, he called me and we met like the next night when he came back and we were together ever since. Lori, I will say when I sat down across the table from him, it was like I was looking at an old friend. It was so different than any first date I had ever had. Just there was something in Keith's eyes and who he was. My husband's very introverted. He's very quiet. He's very introspective. It was that calming. It was that thing, but he's funny. I have to say that was the thing when the minister married us, she goes, what's different about Keith? And I go, you know what, what I need in my life is he makes me laugh every day. And he does. It's still to this day, he makes me laugh every day. We're going on 12 years now being married. That's my love story. He helped me take care of my mom. He is kind. He is reliable. He is his word. He has integrity. He never lies. He's the salt of the earth. I love that. Thank you. That warms my heart. Thank you, Lori. Well, I'm very, again, it's kind of, he's endured the hardship with me. I have a lot to be grateful for him for that too. Suzanne Newman, Answers for Elders. Answersforelders.com. You can also find us on your favorite podcast platform on the Salem Podcast Network, as well as seniorresource.com. So you can find us many places. Thank you, Lori. Have you heard, if not now, when? If not you, then who? Are you being prompted to write a book, to create a podcast? Check out Leaving a Legacy at www.coachlaurie, that's coach, L-A-U-R-I-E, dot com. And let's get started on your second act now. Three things we learned from Suzanne. When adversity strikes, say thank you. There is good in the world, and we deserve to have it. And who knows, if you reinvent your life, 
maybe you will find the love of your life. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family? Subscribe, give us a review, and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.